Yesterday, upon the stairs, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. How I wish he'd go away. Hey, hey, what's up, my fellow weirdos? How the fuck are you? Man, it's good to be back. Yeah, uh, you haven't done an intro in a while, have you, buddy? I know, right? Yeah, a little <laughs> off game, you know, but that's right. all right. Happy Tuesday to you. I hope the butthole of the work week isn't kicking you too hard. My name is Chris, and with me, as always, and has been holding down the fort and doing a fucking fantastic job. Thank you. Chuck. Awesome. What's up, Chuck? Yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you think it was pretty fucking good, man? I think it was awesome, buddy. I had some yeah. fun. Like I said, Railroad Joe was good to hang out with him, but like I said, he shit in my basement, <laughs> and he misused the harmonica case I bought for him and it's shit. It's so weird, too. It's like kind of self-explanatory. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd think, but no. no. Right. <laughs> but he got back on the road, you know. Hell yeah. And yeah. pretty much right after we recorded that last episode when you dropped in, he yeah. wanted me to take him to the tracks because he was kind of getting restless. Ah, uh, you know? yeah. Well, and I understand. You spend your whole life roaming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like uh, winning Rome. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost where I was going winning with that. Baton Rouge. I don't know where the fuck he's headed next, but oh yeah, probably uh, Kitty Kaka. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's or Becky was somebody he mentioned in an episode oh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, she does wild stuff with her tongue. Apparently, so I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know, for him, it's probably more her finger, and he just can't tell the difference. But that's okay. Right, yeah. We don't judge you. This is a judgment free zone. This yeah. is a safe place. You know. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, man. man, it's good to be back, buddy. Yeah, I had some great adventures, you know. Uh, you know, besides getting my ass kicked looking for the Yeti, you know, that kind of that kind of sucked. Yeah, you know? man, but I, I got that imagine. son of a bitch, and once they figured out that I was just wearing it to stay warm, everything was good. So. Yeah, that Yeti penis is starting to grow a little mold on it, though. Hey, it's texture. <laughs> we can take that to the taxidermist, buddy. I know a good taxidermist. Deal, man. I'm going to take you up on that, brother. <laughs> that's weird. I know a taxidermist. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, okay, yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> but you don't have anything taxidermied in your house. No, well... Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about what's in the basement. <laughs> or who. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that might be a little too far. We might, we, might have, we might have stretched that a little further. Than as we long should. as the fucking police don't show up on my doorstep <laughs> wanting to check the basement. Right. Start hearing helicopters and shit, you know. <laughs> oh, shit, shit, dude. What did oh, you do? I don't know, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, what do you say, man? Uh, I don't know if you got anything else going on. Oh, hey, man. hey, did you see those? Uh, that guy and that gal? They were like riding together on you know, each on their own separate hover rounds. Oh yeah, thing? down the block. Yeah, yeah man. Did you see that? That was pretty cool, man. Hey, yeah. those, I'm, those kids are gonna make it. Yeah, you know? I'm glad they found each other. Yeah, they, I'm glad they bumped into each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably how they have sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I shit. want to be on top this time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Neither one of us are on top. <laughs> it's horrible. Field side by side. <laughs> okay, that may not come over as well to the audience as it did us, but I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Well, if, I guess if you don't have anything else, brother, oh, you man. get weird. Yeah, some boring shit, like some extra work this week, but a little hey, extra money in the pocket. So yeah. cool, cool. Oh yeah, yeah always man. good, always good. You yeah. know. 
I can't yeah. wait. I bet the next time we see Railroad Joe, he's going to smell bad again. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. Did you yeah. hear the fucker used my toothbrush to clean his taint? Yes. Fucked. He was telling me about it, actually, before he left. He thought he it was a taint brush. It was fucking... Uh, yeah, but no. Well, the funny thing is, is he was like, why anybody got to use a brush to clean their both their teeth? Uh, I was like, what the... Uh, you know, I never really paid that much attention. You know, I guess it, the smell kind of does help you keep your distance from him, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, he's only got two teeth. Yeah. That's, that's wild. something. Yeah. I well, guess the uh, dude is really old. Yeah, and that's why he he you know didn't figure like why would you yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> why would you need a brush to clean both your teeth? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't uh, I, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, but I hope he's enjoying his time out on the road, you know. Oh, I'm sure cool. he is. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I got another uh email from Lizard Man. Cool. And uh, yeah, he's saying he you know he'd like to come by sometime soon. So Hell yeah. That'd I told him good. with Halloween we'll see what happens, you know. This is the spooky month, folks. We're gonna fucking Ooh. yeah, we're gonna ramp shit up. Spooky. But we figured, you know, we'd we'd ease into this one, you know. So uh <laughs> fuck it, buddy. You wanna get weirder? Yeah, let's get weird, buddy. I can only speak for myself, but it is definitely safe to say I am not the smartest person. There are some areas that I, I do fairly well in, while there are others that I'm totally fucking lost. Yeah, you know a shitload about masturbation, but science and math and <laughs> reading and writing and shit, you don't know much, do you? I don't see an area where that's going to come into play in my life. I would be lying if I said that there weren't times when I wished that I could pick up an instrument or a science book and take off with it like I had spent my entire life studying, learning, and mastering, whatever that may be now let's say that you could pick something what would it be um okay would would you want to be able to do calculus in your head no math is boring as shit to me would you uh would you want to play mozart without making a single mistake just by listening to it i think that would be a cool one that'd be fucking awesome play it on the fucking accordion hell yeah (laughs) weird al style just being annoying as shit fucking weird al yankovic (laughs) yeah baby that's props to you brother uh or uh you know maybe some of us would just want to be able to count cards while playing blackjack you know, and by the way, that'll get you banned from every fucking casino in the world. Yep. I don't, I don't think it's technically illegal, but inside the casinos, yeah, you're you're out. You're Once they know gone. you can do that shit, the word goes around. You can't get in anywhere. Exactly, it's like you're fucking blacklisted yep. big time. You know, so you know, for some people out there, these exact kind of gifts they aren't just pipe dreams, but they're a stark reality. With this being my first full episode back, I feel like it's a good day to dive into one of those strange but true episodes. So uh, you guys, you know, feel free, sit back, relax. Not you, Chuck. Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, not you, buddy. Uh, the, the listeners. Ah, yeah. listeners. Yeah, you, you got to stay involved. Okay. Oh, okay. I was going to just kick back and close my eyes a little bit, man. You know? Right. Sure. I, got, I got you. Right. Uh, I, okay. I didn't specify. My bad, buddy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sit back, relax, and come with us as we take a huge dose of weird and explore what has become known as savant syndrome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's pretty well accepted that the first descriptions of people with exceptional abilities, despite having low IQs, was first studied in 1789, but it wasn't until 1887 when a doctor named John Langdon Down coined the term idiot savant. He got this description from the French term learned idiot. Later, the term was described as a misnomer because not all cases that were being reported fit into the definition of idiot, which is described as, uh, quote, a person with a very severe intellectual disability. 
As time went by, the term was changed to autistic savant, but again, this was also not a legit way of describing that it. That sounds you know? even less accurate. Yeah, exactly. Because not every one of them is autistic either. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, sounds absolutely. even less accurate. Yeah, you know, and it is, it's crazy how over the years, like, you know, like nowadays, if you're like, dude, you're an idiot. I think personally, like uh, in, you know, the tiny circle I run in, but, you know, you and so, you know, a couple of handful of other people, the term idiot, it's not offensive. But there was a point where it was literally used to describe anyone who didn't like meet that social norm of intellect. OK, yeah. And, and then over time, it kind of did have a derogatory tone to it you know right. people started taking it like hey wait a minute you know this is not cool and then now it's kind of come full yeah. circle to where it's like yeah you know yeah it's just kind of plain now it's like i could just say you're being an idiot if you just said something that, right it's more know, like being ridiculous or yeah yeah not making sense yeah. being ridiculous you know so back to the autistic savant you know that it wasn't really legit at all like you're saying you know it's right. actually even worse so eventually the medical community set it on savant syndrome over the course of 30 years as a superintendent at the Royal Earlswood Asylum for Idiots. Oh, again. <laughs> it's like, that was the it, name it, of the place. Yeah, it is like in the research, it's used so much that now that I'm saying it out loud, I kind of feel like a dick. Yeah. And, and I do not mean it this way. This is just where the least, the, the research, the research starts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the research. Are you an idiot? Maybe. <laughs> I, okay, yes. I'm 100% an idiot. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Dr. Down performed studies on 10 different people. Throughout all 10 of these, he noticed that while they all had a disability of one kind or another, they also exhibited extraordinary talent in music, mathematics, art, or mechanical skills. So uh, using some of Chuck's signature time grease, we took a little trip and found that the first mention of a savant happened in Germany in 1783, when a study was published in the German Psychology Journal. You want to take a shot at this one, buddy? Oh, um... Yeah, Gnathi Satan. Gnathi. I don't know. I, I want to go Asian with the like Nothi the accent. Gnathi Satan. Okay, Nothi I like Sauten. that. I think it's Sauten. a silent G. Okay. And Satan. Have you ever spoke German or known anyone who has? No. I don't think there's anything silent about that language. <laughs> 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 no offense to our German a, listeners, but hey, it's hard G. <laughs> right. It's hard probably G. like. <laughs> Gonthi or I don't know, something. <laughs> On I March know, 20th, man. 1707, a man named Jedediah Buxton was born. Uh, okay, now bear with us on this one. This is how it's written everywhere we looked. Yeah, you remember seeing this. And oh, it's yeah. Like, so it, this is what it says, and this is a quote. He was born at Elbton near Cresswell in Derbyshire. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, I mean, maybe like, you know, the European descriptions of where somebody is from are way different than yeah. the States, you okay, know, but uh, in Elmton near Cresswell in Derbyshire. Yeah. Yeah. So which one? So is it? it's uh, maybe it's kind of like in Collinsville near Edwardsville in Madison, Madison County. County. Maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, I knew where you were going. Yeah. See, we think alike, buddy. Yeah. Well, our heads are attached apparently. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, Jedediah was known as the quote, English mental calculator. Funny thing is, is that he was so undereducated that he couldn't even write his own name. Buxton was capable of rapidly multiplying integers of nine digits by nine digits. He also was responsible for coining the term tribe, which is the cube of one million, and also for naming a thousand tribes of tribes as a cramp. As a cramp. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like cramp. when you try to, yeah, you try to fucking fit the, your head around that shit, dude, you're definitely getting a brain cramp. <laughs> thousand tribes of tribes. Yeah, like that's Jeez. like what? So like a thousand cube of a million. 
<laughs> of a cube of a million? Like, I mean, yeah, I don't, okay. it's just unfathomable for somebody one? with my yeah, tiny I'm, intellect, you know? I'm not good at numbers, man. That's the subject I'm worst at. Dude, I'm not good say. at numbers, words, or people skills. So <laughs> you got me, you got me, you're doing a little better than me, brother. <laughs> oh, boy. So this guy actually decided to take a walk around the entire village of Elmton and was able to determine the area, which consisted of around a thousand acres. Oh, yeah. He also broke this down to square inches. That's insane, it's man. fucking crazy, dude. His memory was so amazing that he could answer a question, leave the conversation, come back days, weeks, or months later, and pick up like no time had passed at all. And remember exactly the last words you said, he said exactly where everything was going and everything. That's wild, it's man. Fucking I can't even insane. remember the last word you just said. Uh, I think it was dick. <laughs> Most of the time it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> usually ends with dick or semen. <laughs> well, dick usually ends with... Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> on kind of a cool note, in 2011, the public decided by a vote that a blue plaque be erected in Elmton in his honor. <laughs> erected. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's move on here. Uh, next up, we have the tale of a man named Thomas Fuller. Now, he was born in 1710, and this guy was so fucking gifted in enumeration, he could multiply seven into itself, then multiply that by seven, and then that by seven, seven times over. Yeah, dude. It's all blowing my mind, I think he's starting to fuck with those cramps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's insane, Uh, I got a cramp right now. I mean, that's a lot of fucking sevens. Yeah. That's a lot of sevens, dude. (laughs) There's more sevens there than there is in the Bible. You you said you have a cramp right now? Is it that time of the month already? (laughs) (laughs) It's getting there. (laughs) It's like the the forewarning sign. Yeah. Oh, boy. He could tell you the number of months, days, weeks, hours, minutes, and seconds in any period of time that you asked him. That's fucked up. All while allowing for every leap year that occurred during that period. Like, how many days, weeks, minutes, and seconds are between now and January 17th? 2072 or something. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking insane, dude. I mean, just the idea that fucking this could happen like this is insane to me. Yeah, and the fact that he's not... You know, intelligent in any other fields than this than these numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he 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 was another one. You know, he had zero education. You yeah. know, like if I remember right, I want to say like his education stopped when he was like seven. Shit. Yeah. So like he barely could write. You know, it's like yeah. Insanity. Wasn't this the guy who said couldn't write his name or some shit? No, this no. Is that was the guy. other guy. Yeah, that was that first guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, he could tell you uh, the exact meters, yards, feet, inches, and centimeters in any distance given to him. Not only could he do all this, but he could do it faster than 99 men in every single study. Those 99 men were given a pen and paper, and he could do it faster in his head than they could on pen and paper. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> I mean, to me, one of the most impressive facts is that he was a slave, and even though he proved to be smarter than his you know, contemporaries, he was still never treated as an equal. But he didn't let that fucking bullshit stand in his way. Yeah, man. My God, hats off. That's didn't, amazing. Didn't have the kind of education at that point in time mm-hmm. that, you know— yeah, and you basically, know, the other classes yeah. of people would have. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, his parents stopped educating him at the age of seven. Fucking, crazy. you know. Yeah, it was like okay, well now you're just gonna work or, or yeah, you but know, he went misery to fucking you know? work and yeah, and dude was a mega genius. You know, I so wonder what I mean, the world would insane. be like if somebody like that had a chance to be somebody. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and well, you know as well as I do, like if they don't. <laughs> You'll see. Hmm. Oh, I've got a surprise. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Uh, I guess uh, moving along in the history, uh, we're ready to catch back up to Dr. Down. According to the records, one of his studies was a patient that had memorized the rise and fall of the Roman Empire and could recite it verbatim, forward and backwards. Yeah, I can't even do the alphabet backwards, dude. Oh, I know. I can barely count backwards from 10. <laughs> it depends on if I use my toes or not. <laughs> the toes go backwards, the fingers go forwards. Ah, you know, yeah, I see. <laughs> not really. I just made that shit up. <laughs> he also wrote of how some of his patients could draw with incredible skill. Others could play musical instruments without having had any prior training or practice. And still others were able to perform mathematical equations on a genius level. Now, remember, this is the guy that worked in that asylum. Right. These people were just locked away from society because they were, you know, quote, not, you know, yeah. up to par or whatever. Not intellectual you know? enough to get by in modern or that contemporary yeah, society. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Hey, that was a good catch, buddy. <laughs> you must have got yourself some toilet paper. I did. Oh, you just stole mine while I was gone, yeah. didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Took it right out of the studio. Well, I so ran out of the MNOP sections and I came back and grabbed one. Just happened to be the C-section. Hell yeah. Not that kind of C-section. <laughs> I was going to say, that explained the cramps. <laughs> Uh, one of the most talented people that he studied was a man named James Pollan. Now, Pollan was born with a mental disability so severe that it was believed that he was deaf and mute until he was seven years old. At the age of 15, he was sent to live at the asylum where it was discovered that he was rem remarkably talented at wood carving. His most famous creation is a replica of the British steamship, the SS Great Eastern. Now, this replica that he made, it, it's not very big, and you can find pictures of it. It's in a museum. Yeah. But it included 5,585 individual rivets and every single piece of furniture that was inside of the actual ship. He put it inside this little model, and he carved each and every one by hand. Yeah. Shit. It seems like most of the medical community of the time, they were interested in this phenomenon, but they they were also just content to see it as just that, a phenomenon. Yeah. Ba, ba, I knew that was coming. Phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Yep. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Beetlejuice now or something? Come on. Come on. Just say it. <laughs> Throughout the ages, this incredible, you know, gift has been noticed in more and more people that have what's considered a, a normal IQ. Unfortunately, the cause of it is some form of like brain trauma. And believe me, you, I did try to get Chuck to hit me with a bat, but no. Yeah, I didn't want to go to jail. Oh, yeah. I told you I wouldn't press charges. <laughs> I mean, they might arrest you, but I'm not going to press charges. <laughs> Jeez, this guy. <laughs> in 2000 a man named tommy mccuff was sitting on the toilet when someone started to knock on the door so feeling rushed he tried to like push the poo out you know? <laughs> Damn, this dude broke his brain trying to poop <laughs> well, well he did push a little too hard and caused not one but two hemorrhages in his brain <laughs> i mean that's some effort dude Damn. most i ever got was hemorrhoids right no shit. i never walked out of the bathroom maybe be a prolapse. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you got to push that shit back in. That's what the plunger's for, right? 
<laughs> wow. Okay, we just took a hell of a detour, guys. <laughs> I hope you're still listening. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Anybody Are there? there? Hello? 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 I, I think they're gone. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome back, guys. Uh, <laughs> now, for most of his life, Tommy had been a con artist, a drug addict, and overall criminal, and he'd actually done time in correctional facilities. But after his double stroke, he woke up from a 10-day coma with the numbers 3, 6, and 9 appearing to him in everything that he looked at. Like, he would look out the window, and they, he would see those numbers sprouting from the trees or coming out of the grass or, 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 or cars or just any Damn. and everything uh, he, he looked at. Like, yeah, he was quoted as saying, uh, quote, I could taste the femininity inside of myself. My head was full of rhymes and images and pictures. Why well, you got to laugh? I don't know. I thought he was tasting the femininity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely not Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to remember, this was a pretty fucking hardcore guy before. So as you can imagine, his new self was quite the shock for those people that knew him. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's just going around putting daisies out there and stuff. And <laughs> I feel pretty. <laughs> He used to be hardcore. Yeah, dude. Biker jackets and shit. Right, yeah. He goes from like this badass, like criminal, you know, like douchebag. And next thing you know, like he he begins to write poetry and he starts making art out of any and every medium that he could get his hands on. We're talking paints, clay, like you name it. Like he, he was using it, you know. Most days he would spend 18 or 19 hours creating. Unfortunately, he did pass away on September 19th, 2012, but you can still like go to his website and check out his artwork and yeah. stuff. And honestly, it's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, I didn't know about this guy. I didn't research him when we did our separate research, so I hadn't yeah. heard this story at all. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you got for us, buddy? All right. Uh, this one is about Derek Amato. Before his life-altering brain injury, Derek Amato was an athletic and competitive kid. A self-proclaimed jock, he dreamed of being a professional athlete and spent his young adult years aimlessly wandering between jobs. Now in 2006, at the age of 39, Derek was visiting his hometown and catching up with some old friends at a pool party and barbecue. Hell yeah! yeah. Drinking some brews. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and this is when he got the brilliant idea to have his friend toss the football out over the water, and he in turn would jump out to catch it and then splash down into the pool. <laughs> Something tells me this is not going <laughs> to end well. <laughs> and well, it, it, it ends on a good note, but it, it goes okay, badly. This part's not going to end <laughs> right. well. So like, he, that, that's totally hold my beer moment. Yes. <laughs> I pictured it the whole time I was writing these bro, notes out. Bro, hold my beer. I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me the ball. He's throwing it out over the pool. Shit, oh, man. I totally would have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe then you'd have some special abilities. Fuck, instead I'm just me. <laughs> God damn it. So his friend threw the ball out over the pool, but he missed the ball and went headfirst <laughs> into the water, smashing his head against the pool's concrete bottom. So he didn't catch the ball and he bashed his head. Bashed his head. So that's just a fail fail. Yeah, man. Jeez. So doctors diagnosed him with a severe concussion and sent him on his way with instructions to be woken up every few hours. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, even even as short as 15 years ago, they still thought, like, oh, don't let somebody with a concussion sleep. Right. And now they're like, no, no, sleeping is healing, you know? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know that even changed, man. Yeah, yep, huh. absolutely, yep. yeah. 
I guess I don't pay much attention to that shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell, well, you too many concussions. I'd get a fucking concussion and keep myself up for 36 hours. Like, oh, I don't know when it's okay to sleep. Is, Co- is cocaine's okay a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little uh, Dave Chappelle reference. Don't sue us. <laughs> so after this injury, uh-huh. okay, this left him with frequent headaches, memory loss, and a 35% hearing loss in one ear. God damn, dude. Yeah. That's like a, he hit his head fucking hard. Yeah, dude. and he still suffers these effects to this day. So what was he jumping off of out over the pool? I think he was just jumping off of the just concrete the edge walk. Of the pool? Yeah. And he hit the bottom of the pool that hard? Yeah, I guess I left it out maybe, of the notes, it was but the it was side a, or something. he was diving towards the shallow end okay. and kind of misjudged and went headfirst into it. Gotcha. Because it was like, you know, one of those in-ground pools with shallow on one end and deep yeah, on the I other. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. Cause see, for some reason in my head, and I guess this is because that's the kind of idiot I was when I was younger, <laughs> uh, you know, jumping off the top of the house, the roof of the house, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll catch it! You know, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. God damn, man. So he still has those effects to this day. Damn. But after four days of almost constant sleep, Derek went to visit a friend at his home music studio, and while he was there, he was just drawn to the keyboard. Okay. Just for no reason at all. Just something about it. Just something drew him to the keyboard, so he got up, he went over there and sat down and just started tinkering around with it. Okay. So without any musical training and no knowledge of musical theory, he was able to find the correct notes and form chords and arpeggios. Damn. It was as if he instantly knew how to work with melodic intervals and add harmony. Damn. He understood how to create and resolve tension and dissonance. He knew all this type of shit that took me years of school to learn about music Boring. theory. Boring! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just fascinating. I'm just but fucking with you, buddy. He just <laughs> instantly knew how to do this shit on the keyboard by ear and, co- and compose musical pieces that sounded right, not just like some four-year-old plink, together. Plink, yeah, plink, yeah. plink, plink. Dude, and just fucking awesome. instantly knew how to do all that shit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. so he had an innate ability to control the dynamics, the volume, the speed, the tempo, the time signature, everything, and just compose masterpieces as if he had been playing his entire life. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, man, these days he now makes his living as a composer, even though he still doesn't know how to read music. Hey, that gives hope to some of us. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. man. No shit. Yeah, I saw that guy's name come up, but I didn't really look into it too much. You know, right? I yeah. had so many fucking web pages. I open. saw an interview with him, and they were like, "So play me uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," and he's like, "I can't even do that even by ear." But he could sit there and just compose something that sounded as beautiful as Mozart Damn. right off the top of his head. See, that's craziness, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. All right, well, I have another one. Okay, yep, go right ahead, brother. This is Scott, and I want to say Mele because it's spelled similarly. It's, you know, M-E-L-E, Scott yeah. Mele. Uh, that's or how Mele. I would pronounce it, yeah. So Mele, yeah. Scott was a car salesman whose life focus was personal success and material possessions. Mm-hmm. And he was quoted as saying, you know, in his life before, quote, I didn't have many friends because I didn't care about anyone else. And that is until one night at 38 years old, while stopped at a red light, when a driver smashed into his car going 70 miles per hour. Damn. The accident left him with a traumatic brain injury, and for months he was lost and depressed. I'll bet. (laughs) (laughs) He said that he felt like a stranger to himself, and he questioned every aspect of his former life. Like, why am I chasing this success? Why is money and material the only thing that matters to me? It didn't seem as important. It didn't mean anything to him. And then one day at a craft store with his kids, he felt the compulsion to paint. He picks up all these paint supplies, brushes, canvases and shit. Uh And 
his life just fucking changed that moment. He went home and he started painting and everything. Before his accident, Scott had zero artistic ability, and in his own words, he was horrible. No shit. He now had an inexplicable understanding of color and form, and he could just paint. And I've seen his paintings. He could paint very realistic type shit. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not painting Picasso with eyes up here and nose over that sure, way. Sure, sure. He's painting... Some very realistic, oh, like fucking Rembrandts and shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, and, and he had no ability to draw or anything before that. See, I'm telling you, dude, I have a baseball bat right over there. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. You know what? I have it two would, baseball bats. We can it, just hit each other at the same time. <laughs> it would be a lot better if we just took the skateboards and went to a half pipe and just, you know. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as I try to drop in, that's it. I'm hitting my head. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> then we have nobody to blame but ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that way if it's it's all the bad with none of the good. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. I didn't think about that part. <laughs> yep. There we go. See, nobody to blame but ourselves. <laughs> so Scott now says, "quote My life started over at 38 with nothing, and he's since gone on to become a prominent artist, completing hundreds of paintings in many different styles." Nice. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Fuck, dude. I swear. It's like the more you we look into this stuff and it's like it's crazy because some people are born, you know, they're born with this kind of like up and down of their life. And then you got others that like, you know, while they may have saw themselves as a success or they saw themselves as a criminal or whatever. Right. Then all of a sudden something, you know, really, really horrible or, or you know, traumatic happens and bang, you know, it's like a switch flips in the head. It's like, yeah, man. And some of them I notice like some will continue having like mental deficiencies while some completely heal from that sort of thing. And, and you have know, the gift. And, yeah. And, and some of them may not have mental deficiencies, but they will continue to have like headaches and blurred right. vision and confusion, a little bit of confusion, but okay, it's not okay, like... Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. So it's like whack-a-mole, right? <laughs> okay. But we take like rapists and child molesters and serial killers and we just beat them on the head and instead of a rubber mallet, it's like a really solid sledgehammer. Oh, okay. And, and hey, man, if it flips the switch and they change, great. If it smashes if their heads and then they die, fuck pfft. it. <laughs> hey, no, no loss. No loss to the world. Yeah, the world's a better place for I'm it. I'm telling you, I think it's a genius yeah. idea. People would pay pay-per-view to see this. So. <laughs> either way it turns out, <laughs> either, way the wor- either way it turns out, the world's a better place for it. And I could possibly make some money. So, <laughs> yeah. Since you're doing, hey. since, yeah, since you're, uh, what is it? What is, what is that startup shit? Uh, what's it called? <laughs> Fucking uh, GoFundMe. Send your GoFundMe money to, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, got, I mean, we can pitch this idea to ABC. Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new show on ABC. Come on, Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, shit. What do you got next, All right. brother? Um, I have another one, and this was uh, Lay Erseg. Now, as a child, Lay was an athletic tomboy and a jokester who liked to make people laugh, and that continued on through adulthood. I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a degree in physical education, and it said that she loved NASCAR. Ugh, I already don't. Okay. All right. Come on. Boring. You don't like NASCAR, buddy? <laughs> Only when I'm chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. If you like it, great. I do understand it takes a lot of skill to make those lefts. I get it. <laughs> They're going really fast. Put your foot down and... Yank the wheel to the left. That's what it takes, buddy. <laughs> you think it's that easy? Yeah. Ricky Bobby didn't think so. <laughs> Damn. But she had no interest in math or art. 
Okay. That all changed in 2009 while feeding chickens on a ranch that she was managing. Okay. Lay fell into a ravine and received severe spinal cord and brain injuries. How deep was the fucking ravine? I don't know, but I mean, it must have been pretty bad because she couldn't move. She couldn't even walk for quite some time after the accident. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because it's one thing, like, it could be a foot or two and you fall wrong and you hit your head. But to have spine injuries, that's pretty severe, man. Yeah. So uh, she now has no personal memory of world events or personal events that occurred before the accident. Wow. No memory of her friends or family. Damn. She couldn't remember who her mother is. She basically had to be reintroduced to everybody in her life. Damn. I even read in one story about her that she was talking to somebody out at a bar or something and had to call a friend that she relies on for these things she can't remember. Kind of like her her own personal like memo pad or something. Yeah. yeah. So she called and said, so what's the deal with this wall that used to be in Germany? Oh, shit. And I'm like, holy shit. Wow, yeah, she yeah, forgot so everything. Like major, and yeah. she still has no memory of that. It's if not she just who won the Miss Pumpkin right. Patch 2006. Yeah. yeah. She still doesn't remember that shit unless it's something that she's been told again since the incident. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Gotcha, gotcha. It's pretty crazy. So aside from that, she also lost the ability to feel emotion. And she relies on social cues to show her when to laugh, to smile, Holy or to shit. frown, or cry, so or she, anything. So she doesn't feel anything. Doesn't feel anything. Dude, my That's twin. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me cry right now, Chris. <laughs> oh, that's a social cue. <laughs> I'm sad for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, wait, this is where I feel guilt. <laughs> I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> Okay, too far. (laughs) All right, buddy. All right. She now has a form of synesthesia known as colored hearing. Yeah, I know exactly. And this is this is where sound triggers visual stimulation in the form of colors. Yeah, yeah, dude. Actually, um, I there I have one later on that we'll we'll talk about as well, dude. So yeah, I actually did look into this pretty deeply, and the it can take several different forms. I know that, but like it's fucking weird man yeah, it's man. awesome you know but that's that weird. shit that railroad joe experienced after drinking my tea a few weeks ago man <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah but his wasn't natural i mean it was natural but not natural you you, you get my meaning yeah <laughs> talking about the colors of the sound and right. the taste and shit i'm like all right buddy all right so um as i said she previously had no interest in art or math but now her life completely revolves around it. Hell yeah. Her house is full of her own art and equations, which represents the way that she sees the world. Okay. She says, quote, everything is formulaic. Everything has numbers, dimensions, and equalities. And she incorporates this geometry and mathematical rhythm in her art. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And since the accident, she has become a prominent artist and runs a support group to help other victims of traumatic brain injury. See, that's pretty awesome, except for the fact whenever they're actually explaining things, is she just going to be like, I understand. Your (laughs) feelings are valid. Sad face. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, that would, but I mean, that's awesome of her. That's yeah. fucking cool, man. It is kind of weird that she doesn't feel the emotion to sympathize with yeah, them. Yeah, dude, that's, that's <laughs> I didn't wild think of that. to me. And I know, I mean, it makes sense though, because when you look into like synesthesia, basically it's like one part of your brain gets flooded while the uh, different section of the brain gets kind of starved of like blood and oxygen and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, the one goes into hyperdrive while the other one kind of goes a little bit dormant. You know, to a degree, you know, yeah. but I think this is probably one of the more severe cases. I read several about synesthesia. I think I only included one, maybe. Okay. But, um, but yeah, dude, that's, yeah. it's fucking, it's, it's a wild Apparently thing. Apparently, that's one thing she uses to influence her art. I heard that she'll put like headphones. 
headphones on and just crank it up real loud and start going at it. Just, yeah, and basically she's she's painting what she hears. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she uses all these really geometric forms, like she could draw a, a circle with no help from anything. She could just in a perfect a circle. circle. It's yeah. A perfect circle. Yeah. And it's not that tool. Yeah. Offshoot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> right on. It's well, pretty I, fucking interesting. It, her it's case. crazy yeah. to me, you know. But I I love it. This this whole this whole topic is. I mean, just doing this research and everything has just been fucking fascinating. Yep. Dude. It really is. Here's one I, I looked into a little bit. In September of 2002, a man named Jason Paget he decided to stop at a local bar after work for some uh, karaoke, you know, and uh, it, yeah, where did he work? Oh, he, he owned a uh, futon store. Yeah, yeah, he's a futon man, the mullet futon yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. In, in his own words, <laughs> the early 2000s were a hot time for futons <laughs> <laughs> and futon accessories. Yeah. And I heard this dude, he was saying that it was all party for him all the time. Yeah. It was like he was chasing girls and drinking and then he would go manage well, yeah, his who, futon store. Who, who doesn't want to get with the futon store owner guy? <laughs> he had a mullet. He had like, you know, the spiky yep. top and the mud flap in the back. Yep. And- Hell yeah. <laughs> Business in front, party in the back, homie. <laughs> <laughs> so as he left the bar from, you know, singing, I'm sure it was absolutely amazing. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably still boot scooting boogie on the way home. <laughs> Uh, So as he was making his way home, he was mugged by two men. The brutal situation consisted of these men beating the living fuck out of him, and then they kicked him repeatedly in the head. Later at the hospital, he was diagnosed with a concussion and PTSD. But, you know, those weren't the only side effects of his attack. Uh, it turned out that while the men were, like, kicking him in his fucking head, it opened some kind of, like, a what they describe as a hidden doorway in his mind uh, that allowed him to see the world through the lens of geometry. A hidden doorway in his mind. That's how they described it in wow. all the articles. Or I, I'm guessing that's how he kind of describes it. He says that doctors described it that way, but, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, doctors uh, will tell you it's a... You right. Know. Doctor, you know, doctor, uh, you know, sun bleach your asshole, you know. <laughs> I mean, they don't fucking tell you it's a doorway. They tell right. you it's a... It, they Well, they explain it just like we talked medical. about with the synesthesia. Yeah. You know, it's like different, you know, okay, hey, this is activate, you know, sit this this lobe or this section of your brain into hyperdrive, you know what I'm saying? Uh, now, by all accounts, Jason wasn't exactly enthralled with math. In fact, those that knew him before he got his ass whooped or whatever, they said that he had very little, if any, interest at all. When he looked at a rainbow... After his accident, he could instantly see the geometry of it. When he saw water swirling down the drain, he could see the fractals in the water. That's cool. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I had to look it up. A fractal is defined as, quote, a curve or geometric figure, each part of which has the same statistical character as the whole. Which pretty much, I mean, if you look around in nature, and I might have gotten this from a night of heavy tea drinking, but there's (laughs) fractals everywhere. There's fractals in the way the grass grows in your front lawn. There's fractals in the way the, the veins in a leaf grow out. Right. You know what I mean? From the stem, and they grow certain ways because of fractal geometry. Right. And weren't you saying something in that last one about how, like, you know, she's, you know, everything's numbers and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Yep. And so this shit makes sense, you know. But I did actually have to, like, Google it. I was like, what the fuck is a fractal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> and then you read the definition, you're like, well, what the fuck is the definition for the definition? You know? <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, a curve or geometric figure, each part of which has the same statistical character as the whole. So each part of it is exactly the same as the whole, but on a smaller level. It's is like kind of spirograph. Yeah. Because that's, that's, yeah. every single one is going to be based off the mathematical principle of whatever those gear ratios are on that little spirograph thing. 
Right, right. Yeah. I almost started snoring there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's fascinating. And, and we look at that. We're, we're learning yeah. together. Yes. Aww. You learned something on Weird Candy today. <laughs> it's a magical moment. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. In order to cope with this new you know, vision on life, Jason started drawing everything that he could possibly draw in order to convey the way that he was seeing things. Now, he personally described his drawing as, quote, holding the key to the universe. And once while he was talking with a physicist, he said, quote, I'm trying to describe the discrete structure of space time based on Planck length, which Planck is a tiny unit of measurement and quantum black holes. Um, one thing it sounds like the beating didn't harm was a sense of humility. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you, you guys should definitely look up some of his drawings, dude. I don't know if you. Oh, did yeah, yet, I saw those. Uh, yeah, they're fucking amazing. They yeah. really are. Like, it's so fucking. See, that's the principle. Crazy. He's drawing something that is similar to like a spirograph, as I yeah. said, but he's doing it. By hand with pencil and ruler. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but like some of it will like it'll look like a hand, and then as you look closer, it's all these spiral geometri- geometrical yep. shapes and shit. It's fucking intense. It's super cool. Yeah, like, and it's yeah. all based on the actual math and geometry of it. It's not just like the way I draw, where I draw by you know what it looks like. Oh, that looks like a hand, and right, it goes yeah, like this. It's yeah. mathematically. Precision yeah. kind of shit. Yep. And it, yeah, his name is Jason Paget. P A D G E T T. So yeah, you definitely look up his drawings. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, man. Pull up dude. a bunch of his art, drink some specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Just become one with the geometry. Chuck Specialty is not licensed by American Union or endorsed. <laughs> Use with caution. <laughs> nice disclaimer, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. <laughs> so uh, on to the next one, I guess. At the age of 15, Melissa McCracken realized that the way that she heard music was different than the way others did. Now, Melissa's was called a synesthetic artist. Hey, there it is again. Uh, meaning that when she hears a song, she sees it in her mind as colors. I would love to have that. I mean, I, I know. know it's, but I think that would be cool. I wouldn't have to drink so much tea. Right. There's right. a lot of tea talking. A little, little, little easier on your <laughs> digestive tract. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so in her own words, she says, quote, basically, my brain is crosswired. I experienced the wrong sensation to certain stimuli. Each letter and number is colored, and the days of the year circle around my body as if they had a set point in space. But the most wonderful brain malfunction of all is seeing the music I hear. It flows in a mixture of hues, textures, and movements, shifting as if it were a vital and intentional element of each song. Wow. And, and like to be honest, dude, her paintings are pretty damn awesome. I mean, that's just yeah. my opinion. I, did you see those? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Fucking yeah, painting dude. to the music, whatever she feels and sees, man, it's really yeah. interesting. They're just awesome to look at. You know, some of the artists that she's used for, uh, you know, inspiration are like Prince, David Bowie, Jimi Hendrix, and Radiohead, just to name a few. Like, there's Nine Inch Nails in there, Bon yeah. Iver, like all kinds of. Beatles. You'd almost want to. You'd almost want to know what song she's listened to, so you can listen to it while you enjoy the art and kind yeah. of experience. The Things through her eyes yeah and, and there there is a uh, i did find a web page on it and it actually would have the picture and then the song that she was listening to when she painted it's that really picture fucking cool it's super fucking neat you know unlike some of the others that we've talked about though melissa never experienced any brain trauma and she wasn't born with any kind of a mental deficiency either so just born with this yes, condition with this yeah. condition yeah wow. something yeah something in her like she said like something in her in her brain was wired wrong you know, and or, I, I don't or think wired right. wired right. Yeah, I think that's a better way to put it personally. You on know, the, like on the next evolutionary rung of the ladder <laughs> yeah, or something. No shit. Yeah. 
Um, but like, uh, according to researchers, and I found this study, and it's, you know, I love vague, uh, <laughs> vague information, you know, but they said that there's somewhere between one in 20 and one in 2000 people. So that's a pretty <laughs> fucking yeah. wide range, but that are born with some form of synesthesia. But, you know, most of them never experience anything close to the level that she's on. So yeah. I, I, it's pretty fucking cool, though. I mean, you guys should definitely check out her paintings as well. Yeah, one in 20 is an awful lot. So that would be like you get yeah. in a crowd of people and at least one of them experiences mild symptoms yeah, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but one in 2,000 is still actually a lot when you think there's like almost 8 billion people right. in the world. You know, I mean, that's, that's fucking, dude. I mean, we should be meeting these people like every day. Right. And we don't. So I think the, I think the condition is a little more rare. But the, again, like they said, at least a little it'd be, bit. It'd be such a minuscule amount. They'd probably yeah. hardly even notice that Exactly. And they've never done anything like with it. Yeah, exactly. So in November of 1951, a man named Lawrence Kim Peak, and he would go by Kim for the rest of his life, he was born in Salt Lake City. Utah. Now, Kim was born with uh, macrocephaly damage to the cerebellum and agonesis of the corpus callosum. Fuck me. Why do I even put this shit in here? Why? Why do I do this to myself? You love to torture yourself, buddy. I do. I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. So, okay. Basically, like, he was born without the bundle of nerves that, like, connect the two hemispheres of the brain. Okay. Okay. That's a lot easier to say. It's more words, but it's a lot easier to yeah, say. Yeah, it makes more sense, too. <laughs> now, for reasons that aren't fully understood, the neurons in his brain made these unusual connections to make up for those neuron connections that were missing. Right. So that's pretty fucking cool in, in and of itself, though. Whatever happened, it did cause him to be able to remember things with remarkable fucking accuracy. At the age of 20 months, he already remembered every single event from his short life. Like, Jeez. yeah. I and, don't even... Does it? Did he still remember that shit way later yeah. on? Like he, he, he never forgot still remember anything in his entire life. Coming out of the vagina. Yep. Basically, yeah. he he said that he had an instant craving for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on, come on, come on. Where's it at? Where's it at? Ah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Again, the drummer's a little slow. Well, you know. <laughs> wow. Hmm, that was a little cold there, buddy. <laughs> now, obviously, his parents did fucking notice this shit, you know? And later, they had it verified by their doctor that Kim was able to read two pages of a book at the same time. The left page with his left eye and the right with his right. Wow. That's fucking insane, dude. I don't really enjoy reading. I do. I actually read quite a bit, and I'm lucky to read one page with both eyes. So <laughs> it would bore the shit out of me. And I usually have to read it you know, twice just to get my brain to be like, oh, we're, we're, we're paying attention to what we're reading. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It has to, it has to be quiet, and I got to be alone if I really want to fucking focus on reading something. Uh, see, I can get lost in a book even if there's people around, but unless they're, you know, unless they're talking to me or... You know, or I'm interacting with people, then it's like fucking whatever, you yeah. know, fucking that ain't going to happen. I mean, but. I read a lot, but not novels and stories and shit for that reason. Because if I want to focus on reading something, I just have to be in silence alone. Sure. Yeah. And, and I get it. You know, some of us, you know, the brain functions a little higher, <laughs> a little lower. <laughs> Maybe that mushroom tea, buddy. <sighs> Damn. I'm going to have to give it up. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Now, the, by the time Kim became an adult, he had memorized more than 12,000 books, and he could recite them verbatim. Wow, word for yeah. fucking word, dude. Now, along with this incredible feat, he also has the ability to name the day of the week that any point in history fell on. 
And I mean, we're talking, you could be like, okay, what day of the week was uh, November 4th, 1042? And he'd tell you what day of the week. I wonder if he can go to like BC as well. I bet he could. I bet he could. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It'd be interesting to see if the process of working backwards there from zero would fuck it up. I bet it wouldn't though, man. I mean, like that kind of genius. I just, I don't know, man. In 1984, screenwriter Barry Morrow met Kim in Arlington, Texas. The result was the Academy Award-winning movie Rain Man. Yep. So that character was kind of loosely and based on And that's not Donnie Kim. Decker, the Rain Man. That's no, the right. Rain Man, That's the movie, like yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> on top of his memory of books, he was also phenomenal at remembering world and U.S. history, people and leaders, geography, sports stats, movies, actors, actresses, the Bible, the Mormon church doctrine, history, Shakespeare, area codes, zip codes, every single TV station and their markets, almost all classical music, along with the date that it was written, as well as the birth and death dates of those who wrote it, and so much fucking more, dude. Jeez. I mean, just the memory was just fucking phenomenal, dude. His knowledge was so fucking vast that those that knew him personally, everybody called him a computer, or, or the, the human Google. Human Google. Yep. No <laughs> shit, dude. He was that fucking good, man. Wow. I mean, just amazing. You know, go ask him. Yeah, he's since passed on, but, uh, you know, man, just phenomenal human being. But we're also talking about a guy that, you know, couldn't button his own shirt. Yeah. You know, and he had trouble. He could do it, but he had trouble with like lining the buttons up and stuff. Wow. But man, like his brain functioned on such a different, higher level. It's insane, man. It's really fucking impressive. Wow. That is crazy. Hell yeah. You got another one for us here, Yeah, buddy? I got another one here, and this one is about Heather Thompson, who was an award-winning CEO and healthcare strategist, and in her words, she was at the pinnacle of her career. Uh, she was married. Pinnacle? Isn't that a card? <laughs> <laughs> the pinnacle of her oh, career. Oh, gotcha. Isn't that like a medal or something? <laughs> oh, pendulum. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Jesus, man. Okay. She was married, and she had a young daughter. But her life changed in a grocery store parking lot. Okay. Yeah. While loading her purchases into her SUV, the hatch crashed down on top of her how head. How fucking heavy was it? I mean, how hard did it close? I don't know. You would have to think the the hydraulics that hold it up I guess must if have they failed. failed. Yeah. Because wow. then things, they, they're heavy. Yeah. yeah, I know that. But like, you're, yeah, I guess, you know, you always think of like having to put a little, you know, a little bit yeah. of something just to close Because you got to push or, against the hydraulics that right. hold it up, but they must have failed or something. Damn, that's crazy. So it crashed down on her head and she fell to the ground in excruciating pain. At first, she thought that her teeth had been knocked out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would too, man. Fuck yeah, dude, like, oh, man, I can, I can hear it inside my head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's terrible, man. Now, when she heard her daughter crying... This is what she said about when she heard her daughter crying, okay? Quote, immediately the adrenaline hit, and I scooped her up and drove home. Okay. okay. When she got home, she slept for several hours, and when she woke up, she felt, quote, giggly, goofy, and groggy like I was drunk. Oh, man, without drinking. Huh. I gotta try that. <laughs> Damn, don't do that, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't think I can use any more. I don't want to have to spoon feed you soup. <laughs> I'll just get you a straw. You can slurp your right. noodle soup through <laughs> a straw. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> After the injury, she suffered negative effects for some time. These included headaches, confusion, light sensitivity, and sensory overstimulation. Okay. She began to experience a form of synesthesia. Oh my God, this again? <laughs> that allows her to see colors <laughs> as a language. Oh, interesting. So this yeah, is like a different a different kind, yeah. yeah. And she began expressing this language through painting. 
Okay. See, she started after a neighbor gave her some old paint supplies to help her with her recovery. Sure, like something to kind of do, like hand-eye coordination and shit. Sure. Yeah, I get it. And she just took up painting, and she never let go of it, man. Hell yeah. Before the injury, she claims that she couldn't even draw a stick figure. Hey, she was on par with me. (laughs) Now she was painting all day, every day. Wow. She says, quote, painting was unfiltered. It poured out of me. I had to paint. No shit. Yep. Her life is completely different now. She gave up her CEO paycheck, got divorced, and sold her fancy home. (laughs) He probably divorced her. He might have, yeah. Especially if she's like giving up the job. Right. If he got with a woman who's a business-minded CEO type, that's probably what he wanted in his life. And then when she became an artist type. Yeah, he was like, like, nope. Nah, that's not really for me. Check, please. Yeah, Yeah. no shit. (laughs) So she sold her fancy home, and she now lives in the country with a horse, some goats, a bulldog, a few cats, and her daughter. Okay, all right. Then, uh, yeah. (laughs) Her paintings have earned her awards, and she makes a living selling them on her website. That's awesome, man. And I saw some of those on her website, and they go for a pretty good, you know. That's what I was going to say. I'm sure she's not hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's pretty wild, dude. And her art's, again, pretty interesting. It's. It's more similar to that, just kind of color splatters. And like some of them have. So kind of that Melissa McCracken style. Yeah. Some of them will have like faces and forms and sometimes even like words or letters and shit in it. Mm -hmm. But then there's always like color smears and splatters and things like that in it. That kind of, I guess, inspired by her synesthesia. That's pretty fucking cool, man. God, it was really cool. See, I tell you, man, I I'm, I, got, I got two bats, buddy. I got two <laughs> He's bats. really tempted to do this. <laughs> hey, we all could use a little change, you know? <laughs> Next time, we're going to be doing weird candy, and Chris is just drooling. <laughs> Kmart underwear. <laughs> Ask your parents. <laughs> you be wearing diapers. <laughs> Who says I'm not? <laughs> Damn. Look, I don't like to take bathroom breaks. This is serious fucking business on Weird Candy, all right? <laughs> you, we don't record for that long, buddy. You can't just hold it. We stay here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> or, okay, tens and tens of minutes, all right? <laughs> well, I got another one for you, man. <laughs> it sounds good, brother. The way back in 1860. Edward Moybridge, and it's a weird spelling of Edward, but it's it's E A D W E A R D. So Eed Weird, Eed Weird, <laughs> Eed Weird, and I looked it up, but it is like a, a certain like geographical areas sure. spelling of Edward. Absolutely, yeah. So, I gotcha. Now he was a bookseller with a problem. You know what that problem was? Um, people were using the pages as toilet paper. <laughs> no, he was running out of books. Oh, they were rolling joints out of it. <laughs> That's, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's why he was running out of books. Toilet paper and joints. <laughs> you know, there was a shortage. Maybe they had COVID back then. <laughs> Couldn't get toilet paper. <laughs> all we do is sit around all day smoking weed and taking shits. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I've been there, buddy. Yeah, kindred spirits, bud. So he was running out of books, so he left his brother in charge of his San Francisco bookstore. And he headed out to resupply. Okay, yeah, this is 1860, so yeah. it's not like you just fucking Google or, right, or uh, yeah. Amazon that shit. Yeah, you know? so yeah. he just took off on a stagecoach. Okay. And so his stagecoach was racing down a steep mountain road in northeastern Texas when it slammed into a tree. Wow. Yeah. Damn. The accident killed one passenger and wounded all the others. Edward himself was catapulted through the air and smashed his head on a boulder. Damn. That's pretty fucking crazy, dude. 
Yeah, man. The injury left him with some serious medical issues, and these included the loss of smell, hearing, and taste. So, COVID. (laughs) As well as seizures and double vision. Still not seeing the difference, buddy. (laughs) His personality changed. Okay, maybe. (laughs) He went from being a generally happy-go-lucky, outgoing man with a mind for business to being kind of a miserable old coot. Oh, so me. (laughs) (laughs) When did you make the change? I've always been this way. (laughs) Oh, okay. People said he was now a moody, eccentric risk taker. Okay. Yeah. After he recovered enough to travel, and maybe the head injury caused him to forget about San Francisco entirely. Oh, so he never went back? Well, he did eventually. But but for some reason, right right away after his... uh, Yeah, because the whole reason he was on that trip was (laughs) to get the supplies. Yeah. So no, after he recovered enough to travel, he went and returned to England. His original home was in England. Okay. So he just, boom, like, oh, well. Done with this. (laughs) Now, in England, (laughs) this is where his new life begins. Okay. He began to be an inventor and photographer. Oh, wow. So over the next 20 years, he would file for at least 10 patents. But I guess he did get bored with Europe during this period of time. And about seven years later, in 1867, he traveled back to America to just travel around and photograph the American West. No shit. Yeah. As a photographer, he took on the name Helios. Okay, I've heard of that. Yep. Helios. Yeah. I think that's a Greek or something. Yeah, mythology. it's Greek. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he converted a horse carriage into a portable darkroom called Helios Flying Studios. It was like some kind of a Greek god or something, I think, yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know, but this guy took on that name, so it's kind of weird. Like, Yeah, it's the, it was the... Uh, fucking greek god of the sun or some shit oh okay yeah hmm. interesting yeah i'm almost positive dude we'll, we'll google it <laughs> google it <laughs> google it gts baby google that shit <laughs> so after he took on this name helios he became a world famous photographer well known for his stereoscopic cards okay you know what those are yeah and that like the little you put them in the little yeah, viewfinder like a thing yeah like one of my favorite one of my personal favorite belongings is like a hundred year old stereoscopic viewer and it's like a basically it's a hundred year old view master yeah and it, but it takes like yeah. two pictures one yeah. on each side and it makes them into one and you or put something. the little card in it and you yeah. focus it and it makes it three-dimensional yeah yeah yep. yep. those are cool as eyes yeah man, man i got so he, he he did he create that or he just like he used the medium he used that medium okay and he sold hundreds upon hundreds of images to make these cards out of oh yeah which wasn't yeah. easy when you couldn't just order it from yeah. your home you know? yeah yeah yeah, and apparently his case is considered to be one of the first recorded cases of acquired savant syndrome. Okay, right, yeah, so that that trauma is what caused it. He wasn't, yeah. like, born with it or anything yeah. like that. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, I mean, and this was before they even knew how to diagnose a brain trauma like that, you know? Right, yeah, that's pretty crazy. fucking crazy, though, yeah. But you know, yeah, before all this bullshit, he was just like a, a running his bookstore. Right, just, just regular guy, you know, out there boom, trying to make some money. Became a famous photographer, and he's known for like some of his vast landscape images of like Yosemite and shit. Oh, yeah. And he... Um, no, in the 1860s, if I'm not mistaken, that was still when like whenever you would go to take a picture, it took like a while for oh, it yeah. to actually take, right? Right, yeah. because like... Some of those types of photography, you'd have to develop it right then and there. Right. But, I mean, even the picture is like they would snap it and you'd have to hold that pose for like – like I don't know, I don't remember long exactly. enough for but that yeah. fucking whatever the for it to pr- imprint, imprint onto, onto like the, the you know paper or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. 
he did a couple of things that were pretty interesting. Like even before, uh, what do they call that time lapse? Oh, uh-huh. you know, yeah. He would go out and take these pictures of this building as it was being built, okay. little by little, each day. Cool. And then he found a way to sync those up, so it was created like basically a GIF oh, of okay, the building yeah. being built in a time lapse. I format. believe it's pronounced GIF. <laughs> it's a peanut butter, buddy. <laughs> um, the guy that created it calls it a GIF. <laughs> Does he? Yep. Wow, interesting. I prefer GIF, so but I just had to do that for our listeners. I, I I'm sure at least one or two are like, "Hey, motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah. if you guys say you research. What the fuck? <laughs> I always think of GIF as the peanut butter. Oh, me too, because I'm a choosy mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, on to the next one, I guess. Yeah, um, man, I'm throwing it back to you. I think I just got one more for you, All right, buddy. Take it um, over, man. All right, sounds good, brother. So this one's, again, it's one of my favorites because it's, <laughs> it's not vague at all. Yeah. So sometime in either 1961 or 1962, the articles, nobody knows for sure. Right. Yeah. But uh, it was one of those. In Boulder, Colorado, a man named Alonzo Clemens suffered a severe brain injury by falling. And that's oh, all I, I heard find. about this. That's all he was find. young he when fell. it happened. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah, a little was kid. A kid. Yeah. But Sometime in 61 or 62, he was a little kid, and he fell. It would be terrible to be the parent of somebody who was a normal kid, maybe six, seven years old, absolutely right. average, and then they get an injury, and you're like, How they're the fuck not, do I handle this? Yeah. Now they're not average anymore? Yep. Oh, man, that would be That'd be traumatic, dude. Yeah. Oh, and like that's exactly how it went. But uh, from that day forward, though, he had an obsession with sculpting animals out of clay. And oftentimes, like the only reference he had for making these animals was a quick glance at a picture just for a few seconds. And then he would sculpt these things and they would be anatomically, I mean, almost to the last detail, perfect. And perfect scale replicas. You know, it would, the legs wouldn't be too long. They would be perfectly in scale with whatever size he was shaping it down to yeah absolutely dude. it's crazy it's fucking insane you know now growing up in the 60s it meant that alonzo never got the care that he actually needed right. like his teachers would get so mad at him because he wouldn't pay attention in class you know he would just sit and do sculpting yeah so just they took his clay take away. the bubble gum out of his mouth and sculpt with it no he had clay at first <laughs> and then the teachers took that away yeah and then he takes his gum out right, or whatever right. he can fucking find yep. and at some points he would even like go outside and he would like pull the tar out of the street and sidewalk and shit and clean you know, sculpt out of that. Hell yeah. Like he was obsessed. Just totally obsessed with it. Fucking obsessed with it, you know? Now, his disability left him with the mental development of a six year old child. And it's like certain tasks, like he couldn't tie his shoes, he or he couldn't feed himself alone. You know, he had to have assistance for all that stuff. And it's kind of because of that. At one point, he ended up spending 10 years in an institution. Yeah, and, and I guess back then, that's just what people did, you know, if somebody was mentally uh, handicapped. Probably or by the time the parents couldn't handle him anymore. Yeah, you, it maybe got to be too much. He's getting or... older, they're getting older, and at that point in life, he should be moving out on his own, starting his own family, but he's has this mental uh, disability. Right, and see, you're being nice about it, whereas, <laughs> you know, it was commonplace in the 50s and 60s for, you know, families just to be like, ah, no, this is too much work, yeah, you know, right. and just send them off, you know, because they don't want to deal with it. It's a shameful fact of history, you know, in in my opinion. That's kind of how I look at it, you know. But the really, really cool thing is that, like, his sculptures are so fucking amazingly accurate that some of them have gotten as as much as $45,000 at auctions. That's good, man. And I thought of this, too, because I came across this case and... um I didn't really look terribly far into it, but I was like, I really hope he doesn't have like some kind of manager who's 
taking oh, advantage yeah, no of him shit. or something. Like family decides, oh, like, hey, now oh, you're successful. He's making money. Now we're going to step in and manage his yeah. art business. Yeah, no shit. From what I could see, um, he's surrounded with really good people. That's good. You know, and like I saw an interview with him and, and you know, he does talk, you know, like like a six-year-old and he's yeah. a he's an older man now, yeah gray you know what I'm hair saying? Gray, yeah, gray beard hair, yeah but like listening to him talk he, oh it's heartbreaking you know, he, he was yeah. talking about being in the institution he said it was, it was um what did he say a bad place bad yeah. place bad people a few were good yeah you know and it's just like you could just imagine you know just the the misery that this poor guy was put through when you know, and he's a kid at the you know at that point right you know he's a I'm kid saying? still basically yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. whether he's alive or not he's still a kid even in his 60s yeah and he talks about how it's it's better having his own place his private private room you know private home and he can that. focus on his obsession now and yeah. that's the one thing that brings him joy oh dude you know, and like one yeah thing he's amazing at watching the interview with him dude it, it's you know like i said it's heartbreaking but then it's like oh man it's pretty fucking awesome right. like he he's happy now and yep you guessed it yeah he he lives in his own apartment that's on his parents property right wonder where they got the money for it eh, I, again i'm just speculating you know i i tend to think the worst in people <laughs> it's it's a habit i'm trying to break but yeah so um but he he does seem happy like whenever yeah. in all the interviews like he talks and stuff and he you know he will talk about how fucking miserable the institution was and like how happy he is now and you so. can see him just like i know the i saw a few minutes of one interview where he's actually sculpting something while he's talking yeah and he's just happy as shit yeah you know and just he's as long as really he's focused on the thing yeah you know as long as he's doing that thing that makes him happy he's like right there yeah it's kind of cool too because like you know that interview that you're talking about like half the time he's not even watching his hands he's yeah. just doing it and he's talking and he's kind of looking up and thinking and stuff you know and then he'll look down and it's like see where he's at and shit it's just like he just instinctively knows what to do how to make it yeah. look and shit it's pretty fucking awesome man it's a totally inspiring story and yeah yeah i know we're like what's my excuse well i'm i'm a f- I don't know. I'm fucking dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I have no like, drive. I have zero artistic ability, too. <laughs> like, I can play some music. That's about it. <laughs> I know. It's like, as good as I fucking draw, I'm like, how can I really make money off of this? Why am I not? Yeah. And I think it's because I don't have the knowledge of how to do it. Right. Like, how or do I the get drive the to ex- learn how to how do it? How do yeah. I get the uh, exposure to s- get people to see that I'm good at this? Hey, well, we, we can do some research. It's kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spend all my research time on this shit. I know that's right, dude. Good God, it's like writing the research paper every week, dude. Oh yeah, yep. Sometimes two or three in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, weren't you saying something about some study or something? Yeah, there was a study, and I don't know if you saw this, but there's a study where they would like hook electrodes up to your brain. Oh yeah, like magnets. Yeah, or something. yeah. And they would try to. All the senses, I guess, in the left side of your brain is the logical side. So they would like dull the senses there and kind of try to draw it towards the creative right hemisphere of your brain. And then in turn, while they were doing this, you would be drawing and they would watch the progression like, oh, draw a cat. And at first your cat looks like shit. Yeah. And in the end, it looks awesome. Yeah. As you draw like, different. Yeah, basically, it's like the stimulation somehow triggers something in yeah. your brain. And and I think what they're trying to do is figure out exactly what's going on with people that have the savant syndrome. Yeah. Or acquire it later in life or something like that. And it's like to a degree, like just because they can kind of recreate it, I from what I read, they still don't probably, fully understand it. 
they're probably, and again, this is like you said, looking at the worst side of things, but they're probably trying to find a way to capitalize on it and make it something you have to pay like a million dollars to become an uber genius. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then like yeah. only billionaires become super yeah. fucking geniuses. Right, right. Because like, they could just go and fucking have their head hooked up to something right, for a like couple hours. Right, like those fucking wackadoodles in Scientology and shit, all of a sudden <laughs> they're fucking making even more money, you know? <laughs> I would almost guarantee it. And now, then, now, not the people researching it, but the people funding the research. They want to make it so they that wanna, fucking yeah, billionaires can yep, oh, yeah. come out and be super geniuses and have giant heads. Right, right, yeah. Oh, you you always wanted to write a, a operatic masterpiece? Oh, well, for the right price, you can. You know, like <laughs> yep. that kind of shit, you know? And it's like, uh, like, fuck, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was that Bradley Cooper movie where he would take a pill and it made him like a yeah. super genius. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. But, but I doubt it would be a pill. It'd be no, like no, some, yeah. Like, oh, now we know how to fucking yeah. treat your brain to make you an awesome musician yeah exactly whatever. yeah it's, it's gonna be some kind of fucking surgery or the implant yep. or Fuck something i'm shit. sure yeah i used but, to love cyberpunk fiction now we live in it hell, hell yeah dude <laughs> and it's like you know it, i always wonder and it, even with like science fiction and, and shit like that you know i always wonder like did people dream this shit up just because of some cosmic whatever from the fucking universe or whatever? Or are we just creating it because somebody dreamed it up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder, it's like, it's kind of not quite a chicken and egg thing, but to a degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit that shows up in like science fiction movies in the 60s and then actually starts getting marketed in the 80s. And oh, now we've got, you know, yeah. cell phones and shit. And they. Right. You can literally just like pull something out of your pocket and do, you know, look at somebody face to face and have a conversation anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know, it's like, like the communicators in some kind of Star Trek or something. Yeah. And only even now, more now advanced. We have that. Even more advanced than that. Yeah. You know, that was just like a fucking, you know, high frequency <laughs> fucking walkie talkie, basically. <laughs> right. You know, but now we're beyond that. It's fucking insane. Like next thing you know, they will fucking figure out how to teleport people and shit. You know? I, I don't want to be demolecularized. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I don't know. Coming back with your penis on your forehead. Yeah, that would be awful. <laughs> what up, dickhead? <laughs> it gives a whole new meaning. <laughs> Get beamed up while you're fucking jerking off. <laughs> your hand and your penis switch places. <laughs> you're beamed up and suddenly you're like. Oh, your face is twitching, and they're like, oh, damn, he's jerking off. Like having fucking transport babies and shit. <laughs> oh, man, the mind of a 12-year-old, what can I say? You heard of Space Ghost? You know the character Space yeah, Ghost? Yeah. Well, you heard of Sperm Ghost right here on Weird Candy? Well, if you... If it's you're, an original. If you ejaculate while you're being beamed up, that's how you get Space Sperm Ghosts. <laughs> Oh, shit. You know, eventually we're going to find out that, like, you know, all that dark matter in the universe, that's what it really is. Damn. <laughs> it's just going through time. You know? It's because you're jerking off with time grease. Right? See, never do that. <laughs> but, like, so, some, like, famous person, they're like, well, they were blinded by an accident. And it's like, turns out you're fucking, you shoot it and it goes through time and hits them in the eye. Like, <laughs> well, we are so off track now oh my god yeah so anyway <laughs> so anyway yeah they're trying to study the brain and see what they can do if they can stimulate this sort of thing now good save buddy <laughs> good save holy shit dude what was that <laughs> good save buddy that's the one. <laughs> oh shit 
Well, the idea that some people are born with natural talent goes back as far as human history. But the idea that certain instances can open those channels in the brain are fairly new, like as far as the larger scheme of life goes. Right. It boggles my fucking mind just how different the circumstances can be, you know? I have nothing but admiration for all of these folks that we've talked about today. Uh, okay, fine. Maybe there's a little jealousy as well. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to, I won't lie. But you know what the most terrible thing is? Like, okay, let's say I do hit you on the head with this bat, right? Right. Wouldn't it be awful if you got some kind of super boring ability? Right. Yeah, like calculus. Yeah, that would suck. I'm like, good. I wanted to be Mozart, not right. fucking mathematician. <laughs> you know, I think that maybe that's the downside. And that's why <laughs> that's why we're not going to do that. Because, uh, chances are you just end up with uh, nothing but handicap and no gift. You <laughs> right. know? Yeah. Or, or, you know, you know, I guess best worst case scenario is you end up with a really boring gift that you can't really do much with unless you're fucking solving unsolvable equations, you know? <laughs> it would bore the shit out of me. I'd be like, damn it, now I'm a mathematician. Well, actually, once math. your brain is rewired, then you'd be obsessed with it. So, Okay, well, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you used time grease before you got the trauma. And- okay, cool. <laughs> I do have a couple extra jars. Yeah, I did Let's- hear you. I, 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 I could have swore I heard you and a Railroad Joe before he left talking about getting a dispenser for the studio or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's pretty cool. Awesome. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just a little thing. You just put your hand under it and you get a handful a little of squirt it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you, you, you got to do your whole body, though. Yeah, well, you just get enough one hand at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, as you're rubbing it on and you get down to your junk. And then you get like excited, and that's where jerking off with time grease comes in. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. You get distracted. So, you end up not going through time. See, just... everything's a circle, buddy. We just keep circling back to masturbation. We started with it, now we're circling back to it. <laughs> uh, these are the kinds of topics that give those of us that often wonder if we're doing anything with our lives just a bit of hope. The thought that we've all got hidden magic inside us is pretty fucking awesome to me, you know? I mean, think about it. Like, uh, criminals or, you know, were born in like in institutions, and now they've overcome those obstacles and, and really fucking grown and just yeah. done amazing things and i believe that we don't need anything more than just motivation just to push us a little harder and i in my opinion seeing these awesome people it it, that's all the motivation i think i need anymore you know so now you're gonna come out and become a come out and become a i don't know what i was going to say with that (laughs) now and again i'd be lying if i said that i didn't honestly seriously ask chuck to knock me in the head all right i'm tired of hearing it let's go but no I, i'm we'll being serious it wasn't even a it wasn't even a joke there at first you know i honestly was like dude right, i'm i'm done that's the last time you're gonna say it because we're going out in the backyard with those bats right now <laughs> well i i think at least for me and for right now oh, you, you know, don't really want it anymore you've changed your mind i think i'll just uh have to settle for putting in a little extra effort buddy okay work harder then <laughs> yep Buckle down. Get your shit together. (laughs) Remember, an open mind leads to endless possibilities. Join us next time for another piece of weird candy. Anyway, thanks for joining us, guys. Be sure to check out our socials, Weird Kenny Podcast, at Facebook, at Instagram, at TikTok, uh, Weird Kenny Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up, man.